Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Father, bless your word today in Jesus' name. Let's get right into it, y'all. The first scripture says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Are y'all ready this morning? I'm sorry. I ain't ain't speak to y'all. How y'all doing? Y'all good? Here physically? God bless you. I'm ready. I'm ready to get right into it. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So though we live in these physical bodies, our fight is not against physical bodies, other people. People may get on your nerves, but it's the spirit that is agitating you. It is not the person. And I think once you get a hold of that, you'll have a little more grace for people, uh, and you'll know, you'll have a little more wisdom in situations and relationships. You're not fighting people. You're not fighting a person. Uh, You are fighting spirits, some demonic forces trying to conquer your soul. So it says, we we don't war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare, check it out, are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. All of our weapons against mental warfare, mental illness, spiritual warfare, they are mighty through God. There are no weapons that guarantee victory that is not in God. People can counsel you, you can get advice, you can look at astrology, you can do all that, but there's no weapons that can defeat this spiritual battle unless it comes through the Spirit of God. Aren't you glad you got the Holy Ghost today? Aren't you glad you have the Spirit and the power of God today? There's no other power, save the Spirit of God, that can deliver you from mental dysfunction, mental illness, uh, uh, even some physical illnesses. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You will not win the battle of depression without God. You will not win the battle of stress without God. You will not win the fight of confusion without God. Again, aren't you glad you have God on the inside? Hallelujah. If you have God, that is your blue check verification for victory in whatever circumstance you have. Because if you have God, you have the necessary weapons, watch this, to pull down strongholds, boom. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now let's look at this. We're talking about warfare, right? So the warfare, Cast down and pulls down strongholds, right? Casting down imaginations, knowledge, thought. So this is telling you right here that the battle is in the mind. Imagination, knowledge, thought. Imagination, knowledge, thought. This is where the enemy fights, in your imaginations and what we think we know or what we don't know, our ignorance, and in our everyday thoughts. That is your battle, your imagination, your knowledge, and your thoughts, That is your struggle. Not what happened to you, what you think about what happened to you. It's not COVID, it's what you think about COVID that that's your battle. Are y'all, I know y'all, are y'all with me? Okay, so you you have to understand that that's where my fight is. It's not people, it's not happenings, it's what I imagine. That's where fear lies in your imagination because it has not happened yet and there's no guarantee that it will happen, but you already created a, a defeated scenario in your mind, in your imagination to the point where you are too fearful to even move forward. That's the battle, your imagination. 
fear is a lie that lives in your imagination. Are y'all hearing me? So, so God gave you your imagination, though. He gave you the will and the free will to Im imagine because that's where faith and hope comes from. Hope comes from imagining. If the Bible says, by your stripes, I'm already healed, I have to see myself or imagine myself healed to even believe it and walk by faith. The enemy has taken that same template and made it walk by fear. So watch your imaginations. Watch what you know or what you think you know or what you don't know. The Bible says, in all thy getting, get understanding. It is your responsibility to know some things. Ignorance is not an exception. Ignorance is not, I didn't know. Nobody told me. Get understanding. Don't ever have things in your life and, and wonder why it's there. Find out. Dig. Search. Research. Find out because the enemy will fight in what I know or what I don't know. This is where my battle is. It's in the areas of ignorance or if I think I know too much. You got you to gotta question that. You got to challenge that. What don't I know? Because I could be defeated in the areas of ignorance. Knowledge also fights in our thoughts. Thoughts, we talked about that, self-thoughts, what you think about yourself and, and your self-talk, your consistent conversation with you, the meditations of your heart. Somebody says something to you at seven years old, you're 17 now, still thinking that you're the loser that they say. You're 27 now, still, I'm going to be like my uncle. Your self-thoughts is where your fight is. So notice, none of these had to do with anybody else. God and demons use other people, but none of this has to do with anything else. Your thought, your spirit, your mind, your well-being has everything to do with your self-discipline, with your self-control. Your well-being has everything to do with your temperance. I feel the Holy Ghost. It ain't got nothing to do with you ain't got enough money for bills, or I ain't grew up with my parents, or I grew up in a farm. It ain't got nothing to do with anything exterior. Your well-being has everything to do with your self-discipline, with your temperance. And that's a grace. You understand? Because if my life was in the hands of anybody else, I would be subject to their agenda. But aren't you glad it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you? Come on, y'all. It matters what you think of you. It matters what you think of yourself. And it's time for you to start agreeing with what God says about you and live that way. If you agree with me right now, shout hallelujah wherever you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are not subject to other people's agenda. You are not subject to other people's maliciousness. You are not subject to other people's evil. You control your imaginations. You control your thoughts. Thereby, you control the course of your life. I love that. I love that. Uh, he fights in our imaginations and our knowledge. So strongholds, let's talk about this. I want to talk about one stronghold uh, that I discovered this weekend in my research, and it was incredible that I want to give to you all today. One stronghold, we know lust, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. All right, there's strongholds, lines of strongholds. There's so many strongholds, but stronghold, here's a stronghold that I want to give you all, seriously. And it's going to sound real light, but I want you to get it. Unforgiveness. Because that's a subtle one that we almost feel 
justified in reserving. The, you understand what I'm saying? I'm just, y'all don't know what he did to me. Y'all don't know how deep it was. No, I don't. I don't Unforgiveness is a stronghold. It is a fort. It is a place where the enemy stores his soldiers. Unforgiveness. Jesus says in Matthew 18, y'all, it's not up there, but just check this out. Jesus basically says if a man does not not forgive truly in his heart to deliver him to the torturers, the torturers, deliver him to the torturers if they don't forgive in their heart. Check it out. It's Matthew 18. It's the last two verses. He's given a parable. He said the same will happen to those who do not forgive in their heart. I'll deliver you to the tormentors. Who are the tormentors? The demons. Today. Uh, Okay. Physically. In hell, you know, you'll be cast into hell at the end of all this world. That's what he's ultimately talking about. But how can I apply that to my today? If I don't forgive, I'm open to torment in my mind. I'm open to confusion in my mind. And you're wondering why you're not flowing. or You you have unforgiveness in your heart. And you have been turned over to tormentors. Can't sleep at night. Can't get your life straight. Can't get things aligned. Forgive. That's one people don't think is a stronghold because we just think strongholds are physical sins or wickedness and all that. Unforgiveness is a huge stronghold that I want you to be free from today. So before service is out, right now in your heart, you ain't got to say it, but in your heart, begin to forgive people right now. Begin to let them go right now. Yeah, I'll give you a couple seconds. I ain't in no rush. Yeah. Say, phys- say literal names if you want, but today you got to be free. Today you get your life back. Amen. Today you get your sound mind in the name of Jesus. I forgive the one that X, Y, Z, do it right now. I did it and I feel so free. I feel great. You must forgive in your heart. Really release it in your heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. And every high thing that exalteth itself. There are certain things in your life that just exalts itself. Now these spirits or these, these uh, 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 we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's the next verse, but against principalities. These principalities and these spirits and these demonic uh, uh, beings, thank you so much. Take residency, yes, stay up here, baby. Take residency in our hearts and in our minds. Normally, they enter at a place or at a point of trauma. Notice, (laughs) you all right? Notice the enemy, the enemy approaches in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament. In the Old Testament, he approached the weaker vessel, right? Eve. In the New Testament, he approached Jesus when he was weak after, after 40 days. He comes in your times of emotional and mental weakness. When your guards are either down or lower, when trauma hits your life and you're searching for answers, he enters in. Maybe it's childhood trauma. Maybe it's adolescent trauma. Maybe, I I, I don't know, but you have to watch your life when trauma hits. Watch the suggestions you accept when trauma hits your life. When your life is shook and sudden death. Years ago it happened, but it could be a principality that's embedded since then. How did you grieve? How are you grieving? How did you mourn? It's important to grieve correctly. 
because that's the the enemy literally uh, 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 the the, en- the the enemy the spirits literally like wait for an opportunity. That's why it says don't give a foothold to the enemy. Don't even leave a crack in the door because he'll come in. They're waiting. The, the Bible says when you, when you disobey, sin lieth at the door. That's what he said. Sin is at the door, not just sin, evil, spirits, demonic prejudices. They're at the door waiting for a host, waiting for you to be their host so that they can perform their evil and wicked. And I know we think evil and wicked is just murder. And, no, it's just... <laughs> Attitudes, intentions, motives, all of these things. Trauma, trauma, trauma. You good? Trauma. Spirit of a child, even before a child is born. If the mother is ashamed, if it's out of wedlock, the baby can experience prenatal trauma. Before they are born, they can be born stressed. They can be born, I'm telling y'all what I know, scientifically and spiritually. They can be born with the spirit of rejection because the mom was embarrassed that she was even pregnant. So I'm not saying it's anybody's fault, and I know you can think in your head like I thought, well, if I'm born that way, there ain't no hope. One one, one mother says this in the story. uh, uh, A son was dealing with the spirit of homosexuality, right? And and, and, and they were trying to trace where the spirit of homosexuality came from. Hey, I was just born this way, this is how it is. Trace it back to the mother was trying to see through some type of psychic or some type of pendulum what sex the baby was going to be. So she got herself tied up into these occult, you know, occult objects. We have so many occult objects in our homes we don't even know. So she had this pendulum swinging to tell her whether it's going to be a boy or a girl and that spirit got the baby confused. (laughs) She carried it, she she projected. So you can think like, well, there's no hope for that baby. But the hope is God says, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. <laughs> so even before your mom had that stuff, I already ordained you. I already had a purpose. I can go to before you, your mom was even pregnant. So there's always hope. I don't care if you were born that way. You weren't created that way. Even if you were born that way, you were not created that way. And God wants you to walk in who he created you to be, not who you were born as. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So there's no excuse even if you were born that way. There's no excuse. There's hope beyond even before you were born. Adult trauma. They say uh, shock emotions. When you shock somebody, spirits. (laughs) Let me let me let me let y'all let me let me. Because we need to know what we're dealing with and what we're fighting. This ain't COVID. This ain't Trump. This ain't none of that. That's all a huge distraction from what's really going on here. There are principalities. There are demonic forces that are getting in what you think about Trump, what you think about that. That's all that's happening right here. It's time to take our minds back. It's time to say what God says. It's time to believe the word of God. Wake up, church. Wake up, church. Wake up. Ain't about none of that stuff. They, 
we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, we really got to take our time and walk through it. I'm going to just get y'all through this. But it's so much. My wife and I was talking about postpartum. Postpartum. And all the women said, amen. And some of the husbands were like, yeah, yeah. But since you were 13, hearing about having babies, and then after you have a baby, you know, postpartum going to hit you. You're going to be stressed. You're going to be depressed. They're speaking it. Yes, sir. They're speaking it over the lives of every young lady like it's natural and that it has to happen. So by the time you're pregnant and have a baby, you expect it. Because for 20 years, you opened yourself up to the expect. Of course you're going to have postpartum. And then in, and then in the, uh, the, 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 the birthing classes, or the, they teach you to, what to expect. Opening the door to pain. You don't have to accept postpartum. Come on, y'all. You don't have to accept postpartum depression. You don't have to accept none of that. You can have your baby and keep skipping like you a, a hippo. They just had that baby and just keep moving. Like, ain't no animals depressed after they have kids. Come on, y'all. Come on. It ain't no animals depressed. Why is a human being? The devil is a liar. It's about your thoughts, your imagination, and your knowledge. for the weak moment. Women, you got your monthly every month. Guard your mind, your thoughts, your imaginations, and your knowledge every month. Because when you're in that weak state, you get the... <laughs> Them thoughts is like, whoa. This, I'm just on my side. No, the devil is a liar on your cycle. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> I never heard the men praying so loud. The men is giving God the glory up in here. <laughs> the deacon shouting in the back. Sit down, deacon. I got deacon shouting in the back. <laughs> you got to deal with your mom, your sisters, your aunts. And I know I got it, fellas. But you don't have to accept that. You do not have to accept that. And we made so many demons regular. We have normalized demons to the point where they're comfortable chilling with us. The devil is a liar. Everything not like God, get out of me right now. Everything not like him, get out right now in Jesus' name. If he has not given me the spirit of fear, why am I scared? If he has not given me depression, why am I depressed? If he hasn't given me stress, why am I stressed? I don't care what my body is going through. I don't care what my life is going through. I don't care. I believe and accept the word of God, period. Somebody scream, period. <laughs> period. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Check this out. Wrestle. Next scripture. For we wrestle. 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 That word means to contend or struggle for the mastery. Who's going to master? Who's going to master this body? Who's going who's, who, who's to be the master? Yeah, come on. Lust or love? Who's, who's going to be the master? Pain or promise? Who's going to master this mind? Who's going to master this heart? Who's going to master this body? God 
or demons, literal demons. So that's, that's, that's what it means to wrestle. It means to contend for the mastery of. Every day you struggle in this area. It's a wrestle. It's a wrestle. And wrestling is the true <laughs> uh, uh, term for entanglement. <laughs> I know this culture is trying to redefine it, but that's a true entanglement right there. Jesus set somebody free. He said, and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. Don't be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. That wrestle is an entanglement. It's like a spider web. It's like, oh, and then you just get wrapped up. It's like quicksand. You just get, and the more you move in it, the more you get in it. Don't be entangled. That's why you can't play with sins. You can't play. You entangle yourself. Oh, what a tangled web. We weave. We do it to ourselves. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Don't throw me. You ain't going to throw me off. Go ahead. Um, and I, I think the trick is we don't realize that things are the enemy because they're familiar. That's the thing. familiar spirits? Yes. Okay. That's, that could be in your grandma, your mom, your aunt, you. Um, people who act just like people, um, and it feels normal. Like, oh yeah, she just acted like her mom. Like those are spirits. Mm. Um, every man is different. When you're born, you're born different. I don't care if that's your mom or your father or your grandma. In the scripture, I, in the Bible, I don't even see where people act just like their mother. Like a lot of times, I see it was evil kings, and then their kids was good, and then they ruled over the people, and they were different than right. their parents. But a lot of times, like in church. You're trying to be like your pastor, exactly like him. You're trying to get his spirit. Like, we don't be going for God's spirit. We go for people. And we got goals, and all of our goals are people. And those are familiar spirits. Um, things that make you feel so comfortable and it's just like you is not always the best. That's why we're always going for friends that's just like us because they got the same, same spirit. And that's not always good. You don't ever want to connect with somebody who got the same negative spirit that you got. You better connect with somebody who got the opposite. But because we want to be so comfortable all the time, we never get free and delivered because we want to be near these familiar spirits. So that's a way to see it too. Careful. Careful. Don't enjoy your company that much that they keep you entangled. You got to know what you're entangled by. You got to know what you're, what you're wrestling with. And I know we think all things, all things are lawful. But all things are not beneficial. Paul said, though all things are lawful, I will not come under the control of anything. So though I can do anything, I'm not going to let anything control me. Are you understand what I'm saying? If you want to know, if you really want to know what, what's, a, what's, a, what's, a, what's a struggle in your life or what's an entanglement in your life, see what you can't live without. I heard an example of somebody said uh, coffee was an addiction of theirs. He said, go without coffee for 48 days. I mean, 48 hours. I'm sorry. She said hours. Somebody was like, days in the audience. <laughs> uh, he said, if you, if you cannot go without it, then you need to go without it. Ain't that good? If you can't go, if you can't go without it, that's the thing you need to go without. That's what you know what's an addiction. That's what you know what's an entanglement. That's what you know what's a wrestle. Because if you can quickly separate yourself, that's not a wrestle. Never mind. Okay. 
Okay? Uh, so, so we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We talked about this, but against principality. The way you came up, the way you was introduced to things, principalities, uh, 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 the identity you came from. And, and it says this. We were talking also, see, I'm going between our conversation last night and the, and the word. Let me just stay in the word. So <laughs> principalities rest and reside in the meditation of our hearts. We talked about that. The meditation, the meditation. Listen, y'all, that will be the most important thing in your life, the meditations of your heart, what you consistently say to and about yourself. That's the most important thing because that's going to be who you are. As a man thinketh uh-uh, in his heart, because you can think about something a lot, but until it becomes a subconscious heart thing, till you ain't even think about it, you just know, I'm just the skinniest person in the room. I'm just, you, just, you just taught yourself that so much, you ain't got to think about it. I'm the meditations of your heart is stuff you don't even think about all the time. It's just what you just set yourself to believe. Yeah. After years of whatever, trauma or dysfunctional dis discouragement, you set yourself to believe certain things about yourself, and that has become who you are. Who are you to you? Mm. Who are you to you? Wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world. Here we go. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let's keep it moving. Stand, therefore. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Stand having your loins girt about with truth. We talked about this last week, having your loins girt about with truth. Live your life truthfully. Live your life honestly so you won't trip up over that when you're trying, when you're in warfare. You don't have time for dishonesty and lies when you're in warfare, especially mental warfare. You can lie to people so much that you lie to yourself and that you believe your own lies, and that becomes another stronghold that the enemy can live in. So we're trying to just rip the roofs off all the strongholds, off all the forts that the enemy has set up, because once the enemy is exposed, he scatters. Are you hearing me? He scatters like roaches and ants. Just pull that thing back, and he will scatter. The enemy's strength is in being hidden. God's strength is in being revealed. The enemy's strength, as long as you don't know it's me, I can wreck your life. But God says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. So God's strength isn't being exposed. The enemy's strength isn't being hidden. God wants to be revealed while the enemy wants to remain concealed. Rip the roof off that thing. That's why gabble. Oh, God, I'm rushing. That's why confession is strong. That's why confession is strong. It ain't enough all the time to just know what's wrong or to know. When you confess it, you rip the roof. You expose, are y'all hearing me, the enemy of your own soul. Never be embarrassed to expose the devil, even if he's in you. Uh-oh. Don't be embarrassed by that. Why be embarrassed of getting set free? Who's embarrassed leaving jail? They got cameras out there. Meek Mill was like, <laughs> never be embarrassed coming out of bondage. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are y'all hearing me? Never be embarrassed getting set free. I don't care who's looking at me. I don't care what you think you know. This is the day of my freedom. This is the day of my liberty. Never be embarrassed coming out. I'm coming out. Somebody say, I'm coming out. Wherever you are, say it again. Say, I'm coming out today. Hallelujah. 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 
This is listed first because it can hinder you. It can prevent us from using these other items. It says having the breastplate of righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness, having an upright heart. The breastplate covers your chest and your vitals. It covers your vitals. Some breastplates even covered the back. Sometimes it was just straps or whatever, but sometimes the whole, you know, the whole back and everything was covered, which is essentially saying if your heart is right, it'll cover all areas. Guard your heart above all because out of it flows the issues of life. You know, the Bible says the life of the flesh is in the blood. Your life is, is in your, your blood, and your heart pumps out blood to every part of your body. It pumps blood to your brain. So you need to be careful what you're pumping into your body. You can pump stress. Into, and now you got arthritis and your knees hurt and your neck and your neck because you're pumped out of your heart. You're pumping confusion. Are, are you, when the issues of life is on your heart, you're pumping that blood throughout your whole body. Now, this is metaphysics, but it's serious. This is, this is serious spiritual stuff, y'all. You can get headaches and you can get diseases because you're pumping it into your own system. Keep your heart clean. Keep your heart pure. Think on these things. Whatever things are lovely, whatsoever things. Cleanse your pipes. Yes. That's a, that's a chapter in your book. I didn't know if you was going to say something or not. Cleanse your pipes. You pump destruction into yourself. Can you imagine that? It's not what happened to you. It's what you felt about it that you... They stressing me out. They can't. And that's the power God gave you. I'm not going to let anybody have the authority to stress you out. They can try you, but they won't win because no weapon, good God Almighty, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You prosper those weapons. Woo! It's not what happens to you. It's what you believe about it. What are you pumping into your brain? What, what, what's, coming, what's coming out of your heart? What's coming out of your heart? So you got to be careful. And, and guilt a lot of times is the key to our defeat. Yes. Guilt, 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 which is why righteousness is the key to our victory. All right? When we sin and we fall short, guilt is like, ooh, that's the key to our defeat. But believing that Christ is our righteousness is our liberty. Yes, I'm a mess, but he's not. Yes, I messed up, but he never did. He's my righteousness. I'm not my righteousness. Jesus, come on, y'all. Jesus is our righteousness. God uses his life and credits us based on what he did. It's not our performance. It's his performance. That's where you're free from guilt. That's where you're free from shame. Receiving the breastplate of righteousness. Come on, man. Hallelujah. Christ, the Bible says, Christ is the end of the law. Man, I messed up. I didn't keep this law. I lied. I slept around. I did. I, yeah, but Christ is the end of the law. So when I received Christ, I fulfilled the whole law. Amen. It was hundreds of laws. It wasn't just Ten Commandments, y'all. It was hundreds. They still keep it. It's hundreds of laws. <laughs> but when I received Christ, I fulfill it all. That's where shame is out the window. Guilt is out the window. All right. Yes, please go. I want to add to that. Okay, this is my last time. Go. You ain't got to say your last time. Go ahead. Let me Test. When he talked about guilt and shame, that's that's the most major uh, disease that that plague us, especially if, 
especially Christians, because we have to fully, totally believe that Christ died for all of our sins, right? So when we get guilty, it's like a lack of belief because we like, okay, we did this sin. Okay, I said I wasn't going to do it, and I do it, and then I get guilty. And then the guilt is what connects to yeah. the shame and yeah, then the depression. A it's a stronghold, and then it takes us weeks and weeks and weeks to get over it. That's, that's those spirits trying to affect our belief, right? So if Christ died, okay, even if we just sin, we can't take on that guilt and shame. Right. Because that's the same with Adam mm -hmm. in the garden when he sinned. And then, G and then God came and said, where are you? And he right. was hidden. Okay, so that's the guilt and the shame. Yeah. And he yeah. said, why are you hot? He said, because yeah. I'm naked. Like, Come who on, said man. that? Who Come told on. you that? Who, who told you that? Okay, even if you said, who told you that? Because the problem ain't the sin if Christ died. The problem is the guilt. That's what get us. It's not the sin. He died already. We never going to be judged for the same thing. We're not. It's no, no double jeopardy. Okay, so it's basically your shame and your, your guilt. And shame basically means uh, I'm wrong. Like, I, I was filled with guilt and shame all the time, and I, you know, I deal with it here and there. Yeah. But shame basically says, I'm wrong, totally. Like, I thought I was a wrong human being. So yeah. when you shameful and you, are, you, you think you're wrong as a human, not just the sin, you think you're wrong. So shame is even deeper than guilt. Yeah. So I'm just ministering to you on that. Like, don't take that shame, don't take that guilt, and don't think that you're not a true Christian if you're not guilty. Right. Take that, take that, that. Yeah, take yeah, that. yeah, yeah, take yeah. Take all yeah. that God gave us. Take all of those benefits. And, as, and if you keep walking like that, then you're going to sin less. Because yes. you're going, man, yes. I'm done. But <laughs> take that. Amen. A to the man, <laughs> breastplate of righteousness, have your feet shod with the preparation, the preparation of the gospel of peace. I'm postured towards peace. They say in communication, in physical communication, you know, shoulders facing the person is more engaging. Arms crossed is more disengaging. Uh, they say if your feet are, is facing the one you're communicating with, it's more engaging. Like you're, you're opening yourselves up to the one you're, you're facing. If your feet is, now I don't know this. These are all subconscious physical communications, right? So it's like if your feet is, feet is facing that one, it's, inviting, it's, it's more inviting. So I like your feet shy with the preparation of the gospel of peace. My feet are always pointed towards peaceful place. I don't run towards gossip and stuff like that. I'm postured towards peace. Whatever is peaceful. Peaceful, that's where I'm partial towards. Yes. Whatever is peaceful, do you go towards peace? Yes. That's good. There are peaceful things in your life. It may not be IG. That's all. So don't think there's no peace in your life. It just ain't on Facebook. Don't say it ain't no peace. It's just not on TikTok. So your feet, you, you want peace, but your feet is towards the culture. So you're going like this, you see peace, but you ain't got it. What are you postured towards? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That's why I'm sick of us seeing what we want, but never living it. Because our feet are postured the wrong way. Turn your feet and your actions and your movement towards what you want to expect. Don't be confused another day about anything you don't see in your life if your feet ain't facing that way. You don't invite it if your feet is that way. You don't engage it if your feet ain't that way. Tell your neighbor, face your victory. Face your peace. Face your healing. Face it. Face your provision. In the name of Jesus. Above all, take the shield of faith <laughs> so you can quench the fiery darts of the wicked. I see Captain America, man. I see Captain America. Man. I should have had. I should have went to the costume store and got a Captain America shield. That Captain America shield. 
Man, it blocks and it, and it hits. That's, that's two. Some shields just block some. It's offense and defense. My faith is an offense and my faith is a defense. Come on now. You can't get me with that stuff. I'll block it. And then if I want something, I'll throw my... Y'all miss what I'm saying? My faith is my offense. My faith is my defense. But the faith comes by hearing the word. So I got to have a word if I need offense and defense. It's only in the word. And then the helmet of salvation. Take the helmet of salvation. Salvation. We must be saved from our way of thinking. Do you understand? Salvation is placed on the head. The hardest thing to come out, even natural birth, is the head. Once the baby's head come out, the body is easy. Once your mind is saved, your thought, your, 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 your everything, your flow is there. Once your mind is saved, the helmet of salvation, you must be saved from your way of thinking. Because there's a way that your family thought that you need to be saved from. There's a way that your church thought that you need to be saved from. There's a way that the culture thinks that we need to be saved from. Save me. That's why I'm transformed. Not by the renewing of my schedule. Not by the renewal of my actions. I'm transformed by the renewing of my mind. The body follows easy when the mind is free. Some people's bodies are sick because their mind is. You believe it. My mom had arthritis. My dad had it. We believe it's in our blood. It's in the, I don't, oh God, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Like she just said, I don't know how much stuff runs in the family. I, in, my, in, my, in my finite mind, I, I can see an ancient devil from Adam to Ty. I know humans. So if great, 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 grandpapa Tribbett fell to alcoholism, man, let's try the other son. He did too. Let's try the other one. Because all they're going to see is their dad drinking anyway in the house if he's even there. And if he ain't there, the mom's going to tell him, your dad's a drunk, your dad's a drunk. So that's an easy temptation. So I don't know if it's in the blood or in the temptation. We accept family traits like we can't be free. I'm about to run in here. You ain't got to look at or be like nobody else in your family. Oh, my goodness. I hope y'all with me right now. And I'm not insulting any family. I'm not saying every family trait is bad. I'm not saying you're not bound by it. God made you individual. You are not cookie cutter. You can look just like your dad, but you were made by your heavenly father. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to get you to look at your family with a twitch lip. I'm trying to get you to individually get God for yourself and stop accepting the lies of the enemy that it's inevitable that it's going to come to me because it happened to them. I don't care what happened to them. The buck stops here. I said the buck stops here. The sickness stops here. The demons stop here. The disease stops here. The poverty stops 
I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I'm a witness. I'm like, I ain't like nobody in my family. And I love my family. But God snatched me out. God snatched me out. God saved my mind. He changed me. I don't care how you grew up. That ain't no excuse. Save my mind from thinking I gotta have, I gotta be like that. Grew up in the hood, grew up ghetto. Your mind needs to be saved. It don't matter where you grew up. Stop accepting these subliminal, cutting, subtle lies. We invite and expect dysfunction because it's been in our family. Who cares about cancer being in everybody? It stops here. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Nobody in David's family was royal except David. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, God, I might might need just a little bit of praise music for that. I just need a little one. Just give me me a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, please. Please, please, please. Thank you, God. Thank you. Nobody was royalty in David's house. And if anybody was supposed to be royalty, it should have been the older brother. But but God looked through the family and he saw a heart that was like his. And he said, I'm going to choose you in spite of your surroundings. I'm going to bless you in spite of... Now, I need this mic now. I need this... I'll choose you. In spite of what you've been exposed to, I choose you. In spite of what you're used to seeing, I choose you. Get used to looking differently. Get used to not looking like nothing else around you. Get used to being peculiar. Get used to looking... Get used to being other. It's called holy. You're not going to look like anybody in your family. You're not going to look like anybody you grew up with. You're not going to think... You're not going to think like them. You ain't going to respond like them. And you ain't got to feel guilty about that. God chose Joseph and gave Joseph favor to preserve his family. Later, he was a blessing to his family. But first, he had to be separated from them. Later, Joseph was a blessing to his whole generation. But first, he had to be separated from them. He had to think differently. He had to live differently first. Don't be so loyal that you choose low-level living. (laughs) We forfeit next levels in the name of loyalty. Come on, y'all know you should be walking better, living better, thinking better, having better. But your, your only comfort is like, well, I'm being loyal to my boy. I'm be- God never asked you to be loyal to anybody. He asked you to be faithful in all things. And if you're faithful over few, he'll make you ruler over many. Don't be loyal. Be faithful. But the culture is t- teaches me that loyalty is everything. You got to be there for your day oneers. I got to be saved from that. I need the helmet of salvation. 
that's, that's not how I'm supposed to be living. And let me get this done. Five minutes, love. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Gotta have the sword. This is the only offense named the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We will not win the battle of this, whatever you're battling during this pandemic without the word. You're not going to win without the word. Pastor Tay just said it. Who told you you were naked? Because up until now, you've been living by what I say about you. <laughs> now, so you acting differently. Who, who are you listening to? you my wife a lot of times about like, yeah I want to do that but they won't listen nobody would they go I don't want nobody to be mad I don't want they're not gonna listen to me they like Moses she got a whole lot of Moses on her they ain't gonna listen to me they want to hear you they want I don't know they want to I said who told you that I don't think anybody here did and I'm not patronizing you I'm just telling you how we can receive lies as truth and live by it. There's so many things I didn't want to do uh, other people are doing. I ain't, who, 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 who are you listening to? We got to be listening to something or someone else to disobey God. If you're not doing the will of God, who are you listening to? You got to listen to the word of God. Amen? Am I done, babe? Am I done <laughs> today? Yeah? Right here. Must hold on to the word and the shield. And that's the thing that's the most, you know, that could be knocked out quickly. Breastplate is on you. This is on you. But you got to hold on to the word in war. You got to hold on to word in war. Even if you hit somebody with the word, you can lose it. Hold on to the sword. Am I done? Praying always. Here we go. I'm done. I think I want to end it in this, yeah. Praying always with prayer and supplication. In the spirit and watching thereunto with all, oh gosh, perseverance and supplication for all saints. I love how the end of this list, most of this is inside, 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 the word. But it ends with saying something. Because what I learned about bullies is you can talk your way out of it. <laughs> you, you can talk your way out. They big and bad until you start talking. The bully was messing with Jesus in the wilderness until Jesus started talking. Jesus had confidence. Confidence kills bullies. When you're willing to speak up for yourself, they, oh, oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. See, when you don't say nothing and you quiet, you quietly confused and you quietly stressed and you quietly going through it and you just mentally, you tell, uh-uh, you have to open your mouth. I'm sorry, y'all. You got to open your mouth and say, look at your neighbor and say, say something. Say it again. Say, say something. Go, go to the scripture after the next one. Everybody's standing. If you're here, we're going home. It says we have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scripture when it says, first I believe, then I spoke in faith. 
So we first also believe, then speak in faith. Another scripture translation says, we believe, therefore we speak. Come on. It's not enough to just believe. You can't stop at believing it. You got to say what you believe. You can't change negative thinking with positive thinking. I tried that. If I got negative thoughts and just tried positive thoughts, it doesn't work. You got to speak. When you speak the word, the negative thoughts leave. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? What are you saying when you're stressed? What are you saying when you're confused? What are you saying when you feel sick? Look at your neighbor and say, watch your mouth. Let me call him. Your words prepare the way for what you're expecting. Your words is the red carpet to the guest of joy that you're expecting. Your words, your words prepare the way. Your words is an announcement of what is to come. Did you hear what I said? Thank you for receiving that. Your words are the announcement of what is to come. I am healed by his stripes. You have just declared. You have just made an announcement in the face of feeling sick. You have declared, I am healed in the name of Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, talk your way out. The Bible says, let the weak say, I'm strong. I'm not saying lie. I'm saying speak faith. We believe, therefore we speak. I know you're weak, but say you're strong. So many weak people are saying they're weak. And you talk to your friends, I feel so weak. And you talk to your boss, I feel so weak. And you talk to your family, I'm so weak, I can't do it. And eventually you are weak. But God said, no, let the weak say I'm strong. That's why I like personal trainers. They're like reverse bullies. You know what I'm saying? Bullies tell you everything that's wrong. The trainer to speak faith. You're looking good. You're doing good. Give me three more. There it is. Oh, you're looking great. Look at you. Look at you. Are oh, you getting small? Are oh, you getting big? You need the Holy Ghost to be your personal trainer and encourager. You got it. You're doing it. You're, ah, you're blessed in the city. You're blessed in the field. Your mind is healed. Your body's renewed. And when we confess the word, we know confess means to agree, right? Let me say this last thing. This is so good to me. When you confess the word, this is what happens. The Bible says Christ is the high priest of our confession. Wow. So when I confess the word, I release the ministry of the high priest over my life. Whoa, whoa. When I confess, when I say about me what God says about me, I release Christ, the ministry of the high priest. What is the ministry of the high priest? The priest always goes to God on your behalf. The priest fights for the people. To God, bring them out. God, make a way. God, do something new. God, provide. God, the high priest goes to God on the people's behalf. So when I confess, y'all hear what I'm saying? When I confess the word of God, Jesus goes to work. Did you hear what they said? Do it, God. Do, he's our high priest. It's not about what you're going through. A, it's about what you think about it. 
Two, it's about what you say about it. <laughs> Bullies are going to be there, exterior and interior. What do you think about what they're saying? Is it true to you? What do you say about it? This is how you fight. I don't think I'm going to talk about bullies anymore, but we're going to keep talking about this fight for the remainder of the month. And then I think we're going to go to Ghostbusters in October. Yeah, we got to do that. Expose some ghosts that ain't holy. <laughs> Every ghost ain't the Holy Ghost. That's why the Holy Ghost has to differentiate itself and call himself the Holy One because there are other ghosts. There are other spirits. Today, I want you to take inventory of your life, backtrack to where the lie entered. When did you start believing something different? When did you start thinking differently about you? When did the innocence be removed? Trace it. You got to find it. And uproot it. Because it could be an anchor or hindrance in your life today. Don't think it don't bother you because it happened when you was four. Those strongholds take root and make your today dysfunctional. But today we speak no more in the name of Jesus. We thank you for freedom in Jesus' name. Everybody say, Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. Say, you are my righteousness. I renounce any sins I have committed. I thank you for cleansing me through your blood. My mind is renewed. My heart is renewed. My spirit is refreshed. And I believe through your son Jesus, I am completely healed. I am completely healed. I am completely free. I am completely delivered. And I'm totally saved in Jesus' name. These demons, these spirits are relentless. They don't rest. They don't back up because you went to church. They don't back up because you prayed. You have to exercise consistent and constant victory over them. In the name of Jesus. So I pray that this week, well, how did, how did he say it? Pastor Prince say it. That you demonstrate <laughs> your victory. <laughs> Demonstrate your victory this week. Demonstrate it. Demonstrate it. You are free. That's the truth. You are saved. That's the truth. You are healed. That's the truth. Anything else is a lie. In the name of Jesus. My heart really goes out. I feel you all right now, but I'm just going to end it. I feel you all right now. The whole world has created and curated such darkness and such confusion that we've accepted darkness and confusion as normal and regular. If we believe that we got power in the tongue, why when we laugh we say, you make me sick? It's because it doesn't mean, it's, it don't mean nothing, but it does. I believe death and life is in the power of the tongue. So that makes me check my jokes. I can't believe he died for my sins, part of the Bible, and then don't believe I got power in my tongue. 
So we're going to talk about some of these, yeah, we're going to talk about some of these normalcies that darkness resides in. Ha! And we're going to be free in the name of Jesus. We're free already. I said we're free already. If you're free in here, give God praise like you're free. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you are blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.